0: Welcome, you are on day 18. Honor the process. There's a possibility that you're sick of this course by now. You might not have even made it to this point. You might just happen to be listening to this. You might be thinking that it's all too hard, too confronting, or even a bunch of nonsense. You might not have seen any real changes on your skin in your mirror yet and have decided that by lesson 18, you should be having some success. Clearly, this is not a miracle. See how the fear mind works? That's how the fear mind works in everyone. For one person, she wouldn't even try to finish writing that novel because she never will and she's not a good writer anyway. Well, according to the fear mind. For another, she shouldn't even bother going to that interview because she's been out of circulation too long and companies are only hiring younger people anyway. According to the fear mind, for another... She shouldn't even try to dress up and look nice because she's not attractive anyway, according to the fear mind. The fear mind lives in everyone, but it speaks differently to all of us. To you, it just happens to be obsessed with your weight because you are learning to live with the common disappointments and failures of the human experience, particularly with how the fear mind interprets them as part of your spiritual mastery. Mastery does not mean you get to the point where nothing ever goes wrong. It means you get to the point where you can endure and transform what's wrong. Mastery means you rise up more often than you think in life. Not because in you there is no undertow, but because you've learned to swim well. You're spiritually strong and in shape. You've developed your attitude and they can carry you. You're willing willing the graft tunnel pole whatever your temptation might be mastery is not human but deeply human embracing rather than resist the realization that on certain days like the master of nothing and slave to lots of things do not let the fact that you've fallen off the wagon or falling off the wagon or haven't lost any weight yet or can't stand to do the lessons or still feel like a big fat loser deter you. This is all part of the process and your success is guaranteed. Now the fear mind gets really activated. What do you mean my success is guaranteed? Guaranteed by who? Almost as in how dare I say that? Serious weight loss is a deeply transformative experience. You're breaking a chain that has held you tight for a very long time and it's only reasonable to expect that something will be harder than others. This is not just a physical battle, it is a spiritual battle. The fear mind has robbed you of your self-control and now you're taking it back. This course is not something that is all over in 21 lessons. It is a means to weight loss and also weight loss maintenance. What it lays out is not a goal, but is a process by which the goal will be achieved. You do not do it solely to lose weight, but in order to become the most shining expression of who you are as a human being. If your only goal is to lose weight, then hopefully you will do so, but you'll still be left with other issues to deal with that cannot be denied. In any moment when you feel overwhelmed by a passion to overeat, remember that the passion itself is not the problem. The problem is that in a moment of insane eating, your passion for life is displaced into something that doesn't give you life, but rather sucks life from you. This course is a building a detour, redirecting your passion away from your food, back to your soul, the essence of you, to which the fear of mind says, "Screw you." You must say yes to a life of love. As long as you try to stay neutral. You will overeat. Weight is your crucible. It's the place where you experience the final spiritual battle between the forces of fear and the forces of love. In psychological terms, between dysfunctional appetites and healthy impulses, the decision you're making is not just whether you'll rise from the hell of your compulsion, but whether you'll rise into the heaven of all the joyful possibilities that await you. The fear mind leads to suffering and your divine mind leads to joy. The various ways people anaesthetize themselves today, whether through substance or pharmaceuticals, is a wail from the deep, please don't make me have to choose. But choose human, for the zone of false neutrality has become increasingly unsustainable for you. Peacock feathers are made by peacocks eating and then digesting thorns. You've been eating the thorns of addiction and compulsion for a very long time. Now you're spiritually digesting them inwardly, preparing for their transformation from something ugly to something beautiful. Divine mind will not cast out your compulsion. It will use it to take you higher than if you had never experienced such depth. You will emerge from this experience no longer compulsive about food, but you will emerge filled with a light that you can only cast because you digested such darkness. When a woman is first pregnant, the outer eye cannot see it, but it will in time. Your mirror can show changes in your body, but it does not show changes in your mind. On any given day, the mirror shows you what your thinking was yesterday. But what's happening in your heart today Is what creates your life tomorrow. You decrease your body weight by expanding your mind. A spiritual process is not a quick fix. It is nothing that you yourself can just make happen but you can honour the mysterious process by which it does. To the fear mind the very concept of spiritual mastery particularly related to weight loss seems ridiculous. The fear mind is attached to the body, and once you make sure that you are attached to it too, if the body's eyes don't register improvement in your weight, the fear mind will say, See? See? And if the body's eyes do register improvement, the fear mind will say, Oh, but it won't last. Your motivation is different now, and that will make all the difference. You are climbing above the turbulence of your compulsive eating, not only because you want to lose weight, but because you want the serenity f- found only at higher altitudes up there. No matter how large or small your victory, you are asserting your spiritual power and regaining authority over your life. Whether it's turning away from ice cream or putting on your gym shoes when you absolutely don't feel like you are winning, you are experiencing the force of your true self. That's healing. That's transforming, that's rising above, that's becoming of sober mind. A new condition is making experiences, even the slightest right-minded thought or action. I am passing by the refrigerator, but I'm choosing not to open it. My body is a holy temple and I want to feed it healthy and nourishing food. I am shining and radiant in spirit and my body. That reflects. Try your best to be patient during this process. Support yourself by avoiding situations that will be likely to tempt you into addictive behavior. You deserve the same support. Prime yourself that you will give any friend or family member whom you love. Be supportive enough of yourself to say no when the most powerful move would be to say no. Not only to avoid the food but to affirm the most powerful you know. I will not go over to the dessert table. No, I will not go out tonight because I know that group will just sit around eating. No, I will not buy that backup. And be supportive of of yourself enough to say yes. The most powerful move would be to say yes, yes, I will check out the kale salad even though I've never eaten that kind of food before. Yes, I will pick up that yoga video today. Yes, I will take a walk in the park and allow my body to feel more healthy and productive. Even the smallest effort can have huge effects. Some of those effects go way beyond weight loss, influencing your thinking about other things as well. For instance, the situation is giving you an opportunity to realize more fully the suffering that many people go through every day of their lives for your suffering gives you x-ray vision into the suffering of others. Your own efforts at transformation have made you understand more deeply both the pain as well as the redemptive opportunities that the human race go through. Your suffering will come to have real wisdom and through wisdom come to know joy. But are you ready for joy, really? Are you ready to be the person who does not suffer from this compulsion? What? Who does not obsess about food? Who does not act out against your own self interest in such a damaging way? Are you ready to let go of not only the behavior of overeating, but also the very consciousness that causes it? Are you ready for food to no longer even be a big deal in your life? Are you ready to let go of the psychological and emotional habits, not just the physical ones that are fueled by your compulsion? These are the questions that life puts in front of you. If your answer to all of them is a passionate yes, then you are on your path to rebirth. And even if it's a weary, yeah, your path is guaranteed. Now, your assignment is to write a letter. It's like a letter to the imposter who's been masquerading as you. The person who sneaked in to eat whatever she can find, who gets into the car to scour the neighbourhood for whatever is open so she can get some food, who cannot control herself when food is present in the room, who hides in big clothes and cannot bear the sight of the mirror. She isn't you, she's an illusion that snuck her way into a three-dimensional reality. When you hear your fear mind say, Well, I already ate that cake, so I may as well go for the M&M's. Why bother to stop now? I already messed up, so I may as well continue. Earn your power and command her to leave. Refusal to eat the first bite of cake is not your only chance for a moment of power. It's just significant when having eaten the cake already, you can refuse a second piece or the entire bag of M&M's sitting in in the cupboard. Any point of the process is a moment of power. If it's a moment of conscious choice on behalf of your sane and self-loving self, the letter you are going to write is both a command and it is a leave, taking a statement of independence. Remember that the letter belongs on your sacred space. The letter includes three parts. Why I allowed you to live in me and the ways that I said yes to you. So, for example, as much as I hated you, you were something I could hide behind. I didn't have to really show up for my life because I always had an excuse why this or that wasn't a real option for me. In hiding behind you, I didn't have to face my fear of being skinny and beautiful and really participating in life. 2. Why I no longer need you and what I have come to realize. For example... I have learned that there is strength within me that I never knew and it is my responsibility to the universe not just to give to myself but to receive his spirit and allow it to direct me and everything I do. What I say to you now through the authority of divine mind. What we had is over. I command you to release me. I command you to depart and the door shall be sealed behind you. And so it is. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. You are not yet perhaps fully liberated from your own fear, but you are getting there. You are beginning to see the outlines of you who has left this hell behind. Consider the mere idea of her existence, breathing the thought, embrace the possibility and she will begin to take shape. The healed you is not an expression of a managed situation, but rather of a truly transformed one. She does not yet have deep roots within your nervous system, but she has deep roots within your soul. As a memory of the real you, she is a creation of the divine. And what is divinely created cannot be uncreated. The true you, free of all torment related to food, lives already in the realm of divine mind and is waiting for your permission to be born into the world. I join with you in absolute conviction that she will be born and she embodies something far more glorious than merely a healthy relationship to food. She delivers a peace that only love can be. Still, during this time of gestation, have faith in what is happening inside you. Do not let appearances fool you. Do not look at your flesh and wince. Do not look at it and give in to self-loathing. Yes, old flesh undoubtedly remains, but its cause is fading even as you listen to this. Looking at your body, realize That it is a changeable condition. Your flesh has merely responded to your mind. Now celebrate that you are changing your mind. The womb of your consciousness has been impregnated with a divine idea. The thought that a permanently free or more perfect you is possible. The old you, the obsessive you, the one who carries all the patterns of your pain will now cease to exist. Who you used to be You will no longer be, and who you were created to be will now shine forth. She's taking form inside a sacred place, the realm of infinite possibility that lives inside your heart. Turn there and you will find her. She's waiting for you, and she will appear in the twinkling of an eye. Reflection and Prayer Close your eyes and relax into a meditative space. On the left side of your mind, see yourself as you manifest addictively. See yourself behaving compulsively. Now, on the right side of your mind, see the real you, the free you, the radiant you. See cords of darkness and dysfunction, thick and ugly, which connected the real you to your addictive self. Now see an angel walk up to the cords with scissors of light. Watch carefully as the angel cuts the cords. The cords are dark and gnarly, yet the divine scissors cuts right through them. See them drop to the floor and sink below the surface of the ground, disappearing for all time. Your angel singing in the background, bear witness to whatever happens now, and give thanks that you are free. For the prayer. I am ready to die. To whom I used to be, born to have to be, but of myself I can do neither. Transform me at the deepest levels, so that I suffer no more the pain of unreality. Impregnate my soul with the seed of my true self, that I know joy and peace at last.